on today's Two Beers Deep. We're going to talk about Duck Hodges getting his third straight win uh, over the Arizona Cardinals, as well as some other football, some college football as well. The first college football ranking has come out, so we do have the final four, which is very exciting. And then we get back into Spygate. The New England Patriots once again are caught red-handed, we think, as cheaters, even though they have some form of alibi. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We will see how it goes. Three, two, one, action. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Two Beers Deep. Um, yeah, so we're just instantly going to dive right into that so the new england patriots are cheaters yeah shocker yeah i was very thrown off today when i heard the news were you yeah very much you were thrown off i was thrown off you would think that by now you would learn what not to do if you were very very close to getting reprimanded by stuff like that well you were reprimanded the first time yeah unless the idea is that maybe they think that a first round pick is just worth it well I, i just think that they don't they don't care they're the Patriots. They do whatever they want. They yeah. don't care. So, it doesn't matter to them. So just to give like a quick background in case people are hidden under a rock for this. Basically, what occurred was someone, and amazingly enough, this goes back to the Cleveland Browns because, of course, it does. The Cleveland Browns uh, gave press credentials to uh, a camera operator and his crew because apparently that the Patriots said that they were going to be filming someone who is considered a road scout. Now, that's actually very normal. Advanced. An advanced scout. Thank advanced you. Advanced scout. Now, advanced yeah. scout is apparently very normal in the NFL. Uh, it is a scout that watches the team that the te- watches the team that their team is going to be playing the next week and just to kind of look over some stuff. What apparently is the crazy stuff is that the Patriots, which do a legit video series called Do Your Job, which they follow employees and show them what they're going to do. Apparently, someone caught them focusing their video camera on the Bengals' sidelines and during the entire first quarter showed the Bengals' coaches giving signals during the game. That followed with uh, a crazier story that we just heard about on the radio today where apparently... uh, believe security was warned about it. Uh, they got into a conversation about it, and the camera operator said, if I delete this, can we make this go away? Yeah, basically it was a, a some kind of um, an employee for the Bengals that noticed that there were guys with Patriots gear, which, unbelievable, there were guys with Patriots gear walking around in the press box and videotaping. So they alerted the, you know, they alerted their media team for the Bengals, and the Bengals media team, Obviously had no idea about it. Um, they followed the guy. They found the guy, and they uh, basically started interviewing him. And they were like, "Hey, like, what are you doing here?" And the guy said, "Oh, we're shooting for a documentary. Uh, do your job." And the guy's like, "Okay, like you're uh, filming our sideline. Like we can see you're filming our coach." And the guy said, "Well, if I delete this, will it go away?" That, those are the reports. So apparently, there is two two tapes out there. One tape of the Bengals front office asking this dude. What are you doing? And the guy saying on tape, if I delete this, will this all go away? Mm-hmm. And the second tape, which the Bengals have the original copy and the uh, front office has a copy of that, is them videotaping Zach Taylor and the other Bengals head coaches for the entire first quarter. This is what we hear. So basically, who knows what will happen, but what went from like an actual like, oh my God, they're videotaping to, and this all happened today because then it came back full circle and it's like, oh, they're, they're just videotaping for a documentary and everyone assumes the Patriots are cheating. Right. To now we're like, no, 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 they, uh, they were cheating. Again. Yeah. So. And what brought, and what made it like really, really evident is that apparently this entire scenario is something that was broken down in outside the lines up piece where this oh, is yeah. an example of what they essentially do to make it seem like it's not a big deal that they're recording other people yeah. on the sideline. So it's, on it's outside the lines, it's a tactic that they've done before. They they talk about how like back in the day during the actual Spygate stuff, mm-hmm. like the New England Patriots would basically send out people filming with their advanced scouts and there were different things you could say they said either say you're filming the cornerbacks you're filming the punter you're filming the kicker or if you really get caught say you are filming for a documentary tv show which is clearly what we see happen today mm-hmm. um it's one of those things where you're looking at it and you're like all right so cl- all right videotaping teams they've already burned a first round pick been fined hundreds of thousands of dollars by bill bell or bill belichick has been fined then you get into deflate gate 
where the team, the league, like, couldn't really slam anything down, but because Tom Brady literally destroyed his phone, and he says, I do that to every one of my phones every six weeks or two weeks or whatever it is, which is horse shit. Yeah, that's, um, that's really kind of crazy. It, it's just unbelievable. Like, I, I told Greg in the car, I said, this completely, for me, takes Tom Brady out of the GOAT conversation. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest asterisk, I think, in sports history. The Patriots are complete joke. This is essentially their third strike now. Where something has come up yeah. gate-wise where it, it makes them look in a bad light. Yeah. And how many more chances do they essentially get? Because, I I mean, I touched on this. This would essentially equate the death penalty in college football. If you're caught doing the exact same thing that you were already given a major fine and a major punishment for a second time in a row, that's usually yeah. a loss of a loss of program. You are inactive for a year. They should walk out of this with no more team. There should be oh, basically there just should be no more New England Patriots because three times now they have been and you can say well they weren't caught cheating because they destroyed the tapes in Spygate you can say they weren't caught cheating because they didn't have any actual evidence in Deflategate but the evidence in Deflategate was that there was so much effort to cover up right. everything and the fact that there was video footage of people going into the equipment room with the footballs and then in this situation they literally have a tape of the Patriots filming Zach Taylor and the coaches for the Bengals which like. It's it, it makes you think because you you yes they're they're not the same Patriots they're obviously having a rough year so then you're like oh well then they clearly are just doing this to try to get to the playoffs but if they're doing this against the Bengals they'll do it against every team and I guarantee they right. have done it against every right team. like that's the big thing like you mentioned it that you think they'd be afraid of going up against the Bengals and that's why they're doing it I don't think it's that I just literally think that this is the first time in years that they've officially been caught. And now they are trying to cover themselves. I truly believe that they've been doing this for years now at this yeah. point. Because there's no reason for them to have to watch the Bengals that much. I mean, yes, the Patriots are really in a bad spot right now. They've lost two games in a row. They're, they're only a game up on the Buffalo Bills now for the AFC East right now. See, so, it's so funny because like teams like CBS Sports says was a false alarm. Here's why. The Patriots were filming for the documentary. Well, stop saying it was a false alarm. But to be Which, fair, I think that was like six hours ago. That One was hour ago. It was one hour ago? Yeah. Okay. One hour ago. Because Schefter tweeted out too that, and like that's a great cover up, guys. But now you look like an idiot because right. you were trying to get the first story out. There. Right. Because uh, we saw, on, we even saw like on Twitter, Diana Rossiti was made all the quotes that even talked about how like there were employees that caught him specifically and it gave the quote about if i delete this will this go away so there's something to this and the other thing is yeah they didn't tell so the Bengals basically had no idea about the browns giving the patriots credentials to film right which first and foremost browns are just a bunch of idiots it's a terrible run organization which that really blows my mind because i get that you're I, I get that it's the team stadium and it's the team's facility they can do what they want but don't you think that they should kind of let the visiting team also be aware of that as here's well? how i word it if i have to turn in an injury report for my players i should have to turn in a credential report as well yeah because mike tomlin <laughs> we got we got dinged for that like a couple days a couple weeks ago for that because of the james connor injury well the injuries I mean, it's the injury report is dumb because there's no actual reason that I should have to tell openly say against my competition which guys are and are not playing. That's why but, hockey doesn't do the actual injury. Well, hockey isn't riddled in Vegas traditionally. That is true. It comes down to Vegas odds and knowing in fantasy football because, like, if we go to fantasy football and Matt Stafford's like they didn't say anything about him and then he doesn't play, there's a lot of money that you have going down the pipeline, and that's odds that are completely wrong. So the injury report is 100% for Vegas. In that same essence, though, why are they not releasing media credential lists? Or maybe the Bengals just didn't care to look and didn't think about it, which would be another obvious, like, would make sense, simply because who would have thought that they would just openly let the wolf into the hen house. I mean, I'm pretty sure the last thing on their mind is to check press credentials for every single person that the other team is bringing in, you would think. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's just more comes down to, uh, did they lie about the press credential? Like, they obviously said, I don't know. I just want to see the footage of both films. I do too. And once we see that, which we may never see that, if I'm Bengals, I'm just <laughs> releasing it. Screw the Patriots. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that'd be fun. It'd be hilarious. There's definitely a, not another, another like side story to this game, though. But the fact that they've already said that there's an NFL investigation on, I feel like that's going to probably be a big no-no. yeah they asked zach taylor multiple times about who was the patriots player and all these things and he said the the league knows and that's mm-hmm. all that matters yeah i really do hope it comes out i hope that someone in the Bengals organization just gets tempted by tmz to sell it for 
like X amount of money and it gets True. released. It'd be I amazing. I, I hope TMZ gets their hands on. Mm-hmm. I hope TMZ gets their hands on the guy saying, if I delete this, will this all go away? Yeah. Because that's what I'm interested in. I'm really intrigued. I wonder if this was like a guy, his first day on the job or something like that, that was trying to like, that was trying to like make it go away or something. Cause I feel like an experienced cheater probably wouldn't try to say that right away. Yeah. But also I will say this, a very anxious, nervous guy that's actually filming the punters that is being pressured thinking, Oh no, I'm going to get fired. Probably would say, what if I just delete it? That's true. Um, so there's, there's, I mean, there's a bit of truth in each story, but at the same time, if you have a track record of cheating twice before, why would I ever trust you to tell, like, why would I trust the Patriots players, ownership, coaches, faculty members do to do anything correct no like at all no literally anything that comes out now about the patriots with regards to something like this we're immediately going to assume there was a there was some like evil intention not evil but um negative intention to yeah i mean they're cheating again like Mm -hmm. that's it's that's all it is that's 100 percent it they're they're now again cheaters and this is one of the greatest asterisks in sports history the whole patriots dynasty tainted the only the only difference this time is that there is actual video proof we, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we've all touched on the the outside the lines thing where they've even come out and kind of gave full detail about it. But the thing to go with that too is that yes, you can report it, but there's not really stone cold facts that kind of back that up. This is probably the first piece of tangible evidence we may will ever see with regards to cheating. Yeah, ESPN just said NFL probing Patriots video crew at Bengals Browns. Source says it was feature shoot. Okay, and that's where everyone's running. And but, but there's more to this, and they're just, I mean. I'm sure people are like, oh, well, I, I mean, I know there's three fan bases that are fighting for this to be real, and it's us, the Chiefs, and the Ravens currently, mm-hmm. um, because the Chiefs have been robbed, and they robbed the Patriots. Obviously, uh, the Patriots scored a touchdown I got called back because they blew a challenge call. Uh, we know this is true as Steelers fans. We adamantly are aware of the Patriots just right. cheating. Like, that's just, it's a known thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just facts, but... Because people want to say, like, the reason it's facts, if you want to be completely honest, one, Spygate. If you get a punishment, it means you did it. Two, Deflategate. If you get a punishment, it means you did it because you guys bent over and said, we'll take this because it is the mildest of all of them, mm-hmm. meaning you did it. Like, that, that's just clearly how it is. Right. Idiots. Then, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I don't think it'll be anything like we heard on the radio where Belichick won't coach again for the rest of the year because I think that the NFL is very slow. With regards well, it's to the same thing for like me this. with Miles Garrett. It, Miles Garrett should never play an NFL snap if the NFL actually right. wants to pretend to care about the, the ability to maintain a healthy right. living while you are playing football. That is not a football injury. Miles Garrett should never be able to play a snap of football again because of an assault. In the same realm of things, Bill Belichick should not be able to coach again because he has been caught cheating. Yep. That is just how it is for the third time he's been caught cheating. This is why we've touched on this so many times that Adam Silver is the best commissioner in sports. When shit like this happens... He doesn't like, you know, kind of waste away with investigations like that. Like the Donald Sterling thing, he came out and let's just let's I, just I, let's I just say those I, I'm, are. I'm sorry, Roger Goodell is drags his feet on this stuff. Yeah, I I I know I'm not trying. I don't mean to compare them, but I'm just saying like it, when when crazy shit like this happens. It's not like they're. It's not like the NBA drags their feet on stuff like that. Like they at least do their work, and they will come down with a firm punishment on it. With the NFL, Roger Goodell just cannot get his shit together. Well, has there ever been someone that's cheated? I mean, point shaving in the NBA. Point shaving. But... Yeah, I mean, Tim Tim Donnelly was it mm-hmm. the the ref? Yeah, like he got banned for life from refing after that. And I mean, that was definitely proven too. And that was before Silver. And they were talking on the radio about like how the NFL won't go after the Patriots because they've already lost, or not lost, but they've already had these two long out, and it'll look, I don't care. Like, I don't care what franchise it is. They are going to the other team. They're filming the signal calls, so once they see the signal calls, they now have an unfair advantage, which is cheating. And (laughs) That's just what it is. And I understand maybe that... Maybe that narrative that the NFL will be afraid to go after the Patriots again. But at the same time, though, if they don't go after the Patriots with this, that's also a bad look yeah, on them, Yeah, like, too. how do you just let, like, every news source that's going, oh, well, haha, there was a, a Spygate for two minutes, and then they found out they were shooting a documentary, guys. The Patriots were just shooting a documentary, guys. It's cool. Idiots. <laughs> You're idiots. Why would you even write that? Mm. 
idiots. They're just trying to get the story out there as fast as they can. And guess what? You got it wrong. I think they're trying to cover it so they don't look bad if they try to think that there was another spy incident occur. They're probably trying to cover themselves by saying, oh, you know, we don't mean that. It was actually, sources say that it was a documentary. They're too afraid to report the even hint of the fact that they cheated. But no, no, I genuinely think, because this is CBS and this is some big ones. They are trying to break the story first. Because you know how many push notifications on Apple freaking news that I didn't sign up for I get? A lot. All of them said, well, that was funny. Oh, my gosh, the Patriots cheated for a whole 30 minutes. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. Why? They, they don't have to report on this. Mm-mm. That's the other thing. They can wait for the information to come out. Okay. Because everyone wants to be first, and everyone's freaking out about, I want to do the news first. They get it wrrong. And I, they're all idiots. I firmly believe that if this goes down as them being caught, this is definitely like going to be a string of other instances that will probably come out. Because there's no way they only did this for the Bengals. They totally did this for every other Clearly. team that they probably did. There's no way. Now, I will admit that we just got bowl smacked by them this first game of the year. Right. I would I, I hey, our next next time we play them, I would have believe we have better odds. <laughs> Defense is much better and Brady does not look like Brady right now. Babe Ruth was so called because he signed to the Boston Red Sox when he was just 15 years old. True or false? False. False. All right. A professional ice hockey game consists of three periods. How many minutes does each period last, excluding overtime? A, 15, B, 20, C, 30. All B, minutes. B. Who wears the yellow jersey in the Tour de France? Uh, the leader after each stage. Yeah, the best aggregate of each time. Mm-hmm. And what year did Seattle beat Denver 43-8 to in the Super Bowl? Uh, 2000. 14? Yes. All right. Ooh. Sweet, sweet. I think that was the first time I ever went perfect on there that. There you go. Nice. Um, we'll come back to that. Let's talk a little bit about Steelers. Little Steelers. Uh, I thought Duck did exactly what Duck had to do. And Quack. that's all that matters. He did exactly what he had to do. I am so glad I played Deontay Johnson in fantasy. He destroyed all my other projections. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I did kind of post on Thursday that even though they were going up against the Cardinals, who was the leader in... Trap game, trap game. No, trap I'm referring game, I'm referring to the tight end game, thing. Game. I'm referring to the tight end uh, thing because yeah, I did Vance warn... Vance McDonald, even though it was against even though it was against the Cardinals, like I knew Vance wasn't going to go off or anything just because they can't utilize he, the he tight ends anymore. He went off the field. He was. He was taken off the field with a concussion. But Deontay Johnson looked great. Um... The offensive line did a phenomenal job in this game, even though I think there was, like, the only sacks that I remember was Duck trying to make a play happen or get yep. scramble out of the pocket, and he just either tripped I mean, over. they only have one guy that I'm really scared of. Chandler Jones. Yeah, and yeah. pass rush, so I'm not crazy about... I mean, the win was good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock the win in any, any realm. Uh, I definitely was worried for a second because the Cardinals looked good. Yeah, this was one of the worst games I think I saw Kyler Murray play all year. And Murray, I think he's okay. I I think that Murray I has was never high on the guy. I know, I know you're not high on him, but like Murray has really held his own this year in his rookie year. But this was probably good. the worst game he's played all year. Well, it's because they have the worst line in the league, meaning yeah. that Bud and TJ Watt just mm-hmm. ran through them, meaning that their run game didn't get to do too much. But Christian Kirk had a decent game. Yeah, I mean, he, they he made some plays with his feet, but there that interception that TJ Watt had should have never been an interception. Like yeah, that was trash. Yeah. The Joe Hayden interception, he just jumped it, and that was I mean, yeah, so many. We had three interceptions. And they mm-hmm. were almost all Kyler Murray's fault. Yeah, no, they absolutely were. Uh, Kyler Murray could easily run for a touchdown and made it a game. Yeah, one. what an idiot. I, I don't know I mean, what I, he was looking I'm, at. I'm not calling him an idiot. But he literally had a free lane to the end zone. That's a touchdown. That's and he a, tried to force it, and Watt picked it off. Russell Wilson would have ran for it. Basically, I, Tom Brady would have ran, ran, yeah, ran for yeah. it. Tom Brady would have ran for it. Yeah, I don't know if that's just Ben would have ran. I don't know if it's just that's just him being a rookie and not wanting to take a chance, or if it's just him trying to make a play or He's something like that. Scared of the boomstick. I he probably was. I don't blame him for that. Um, uh, who's your MVP? Uh, from this game, I, I, I'm going to lean toward, yeah, I'm going to lean towards Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Especially because they, they talked about how they saw on tape what uh, Andy Lee was doing from a pump perspective and then capitalized on it and was able to do it. That was impressive. I tweeted at Alex and I said, uh, Deontay Johnson was saying, screw you, Alex Kazor under his breath while he was running (laughs) because Alex gave him some criticism, which was highly, highly, uh, justified because Deontay wasn't doing the things correct that Switzer was doing despite yep. the running being the same, and Deontay came off and popped. Also, also, shout out to Mike Tomlin for taking the bullet for Jordan Berry just being an idiot. 
Well, it wasn't him being an idiot. He just misheard. He didn't hear the um, call off. So the it fake. was Dangerfield calling off the fake, and right. he didn't hear it. So I wouldn't call him an idiot. I would say that they need to find a better way to communicate uh, communicate that 100%. And Tomlin did what – and a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, Tomlin, blah, blah, blah. No, he, he literally – it wasn't his fault. And no. he said, I'm the head coach. So that's my blame. And if you think negative on him on that, you are an idiot. No, I um, wasn't thinking anything negative on him. I no, was, no, I'm not I was you just, an idiot, Greg. Yeah, yeah, I'm just okay. speaking out loud, man. Appreciate I'm it. not calling you an idiot. All right. Everything else, though, man, these Steelers look great. They look phenomenal. I – and the great thing about Duck, and this is something that we touched on too, is that I can appreciate Duck for the fact that he is everything that Mike Tomlin said he was going to do when they named him as a starter. He is not going to kill us. Yep. That's exactly what he has been doing over these these past two games. He has not killed us. All he needs us. to do is to not he's, die. Yeah, he's, he's been smart in the pocket. He throws the ball away when he knows that he doesn't have a play. And when he does take chances, more times than not, he usually does have an open guy to go to. So it's not... Yeah. It, he's not Mason Rudolph. We get that. Rudolph, when you look at him, he's built better. He's got a better arm. What do you mean he's not Mason Rudolph? I mean, from the pedigree perspective of being, you know, a first-round talent guy oh, no, or whatever. I'm messing with you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm we're going to try something, Greg. Mint show. I'm going to switch off OBS, and we're going to see we can stream this to youtube because that way i was just thinking mid-show i'm like man i'm gonna have to upload this to youtube later mm-hmm. but if we just go live in theory we should just be able yeah that's so actually we're see what happens uh, so now we are live on uh youtube this is tremendous i don't so yeah the, the conversations come up a lot we do have a live viewer i i don't know what's happening hello everybody the one person what's um, up no, but it's funny because I, I keep talking about what platform we're going to choose if we're going to stay on Facebook, if we're going to move to Twitch, uh, what's going to happen in 2020. Uh, anyway, so back to the Stillers game. We clearly see that Doc Hodges is blank for the future. Fill in the, fill in the sentence. Uh, he is... Mm, I don't want to say he's the future because it's really hard for me to say that, but uh, he is... A great plan B to have. Define plan B. Uh, so he is the guy that we are going to go to in a pinch if the quarterback of the future we deem isn't necessarily ready. So he's or, backup. Yes. Okay. So yes. you don't ever see Duck being the starter. It's. I think right now was the perfect time just because Mason Rudolph proved that he can't be the starter. But yeah. I would be very comfortable going in next season with him as the backup if Ben is healthy. So you, next season, we go into next season, Ben's our starter, is what it is. Yep. We have three quarterbacks. Yes, we do. That is, you know, uh, traditionally that is how the Steelers run it. We do that normally is very have true, three yeah. quarterbacks. We've had Dobbs and Landry for a while. We had Dobbs and Mason. Now we look into it. We got uh, the three guys we have now. For me personally, I was talking to a kid at work today, and I said we go probably in the next season with Mason as the number two again. Um, you can credit a lot of things this season for why Mason did bad and why Duck's doing good in the simple fact that we don't even know what we have That's in everybody. True. We don't we don't know what's going on in everyone's head. So just putting a guy out there that's just going to sling it and be a country boy, good. Mm-hmm. Well, not um, even just sling it, just be smart. He's not taking too many chances to essentially ruin them. Like Mike Tomlin said it before, he's not going to kill us. And maybe that's all they need. They don't need someone to try to make plays the entire time. They just need yeah. someone to be able to run an offense, take time off the clock, be smart with the football, and then the defense usually will do the rest. Now, obviously trying to win with your defense historically probably won't work out well especially in today's nfl but i mean if the recipe is gonna succeed then just keep doing it yeah might as well keep moving forward yeah um all right so let's get into some other games that happened this weekend um let's start off with the thursday game greg yes did you win because i can't remember who i did i did i did pick chicago (laughs) okay Uh, i think the whole world picked chicago just because dallas is a joke yeah Uh, and it was in chicago we talked about that a little bit um are we re- are we rethinking anything about Mitch Trubisky at this point? No, or no. No. Uh, I told my one manager at work, who's a Chicago Bears fan, that they had the Lamar Jackson 2.0 because uh, <laughs> of how he played in that game. But for me personally, I didn't like Mitch when he got taken there. I didn't like Mitch in college. He had one year at UNC. I am a big. Uh, I'm kind of like a slut in the way that like I like big schools. Yeah. Like I liked Carson Wentz coming out, but I wasn't big on Goff. I wasn't big on some of the other quarterbacks out of small schools. Like so, your small school prejudice is what you're saying. Kind of. Yeah. 
But, like, I don't know, because Drew Locke was interesting. He's in the SEC. I don't know. My mentality has always been if you're a good quarterback, you uh, probably have always been a good quarterback. Right. Now, there are examples of people that, you know, got to college without a scholarship anywhere else and and flourished and did very right. well, and that's totally fine. And then there's guys like Carson Wentz who just wanted to stay close to home. Right. Well, there's the, guys like Josh Allen who like just playing in Wyoming. Well, the other thing, too, with, with um, Carson Wentz is that, like, he just grew so yep. much after, col- after high school. Like, that's the reason no one recruited him outside of high school. When he got to college, that's when his growth spurt picked up and everyone started noticing him. I am going to press the microphone here. Because I want to know... Oh, that muted us. Okay, yep. so that ah. muted us. So I'm trying to finagle our way around here because I don't remember if we... I don't know where the max audio is That's <laughs> coming weird. from there. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, anyways, yeah. So it's... it's I'm a, Like, let's look at this draft. So, okay. like, I don't really know... Like, I think Justin Herbert's going to be good. Okay. I love Joe Burrows because his whole life he has been a top-tier quarterback. Yep. I love... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't love Jake Fromm, even though he played at Georgia. I okay. don't love Love because he played at Utah. I, there's just certain guys where I'm like, I don't know. I like big school, big quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I'm very much, yes, loved Lamar Jackson. Right. Loved Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. um, because they were big lights. So there's something about like I don't know if you you have for me you got to be something in college not to be good obviously because that'd be stupid but you have to be something in college for me to be like I love this kid. So do you like essentially lean towards more of the big school quarterback with that pedigree of saying like they have to deal with pressure you don't yep. necessarily look at the measurables you know the attributes that maybe is your prototypical quarterback that you want. Yep. So and, I- and, and another thing that you can say about that though is I. I, the reason I like Doc is because he holds an FCS record. Right. Like, that's big for me. That is a huge thing, just like um, mm-hmm. Garner Minshew okay. held a record. You know what I mean? That's a huge thing for me to mm-hmm. have that entity. So even though he went to a small school, your argument with it is that the fact that he just produced so much in that yes. small school, that's what gets you kind of, like, more believing in it. That is why I never really liked Mitch Trubisky, is that he went to UNC. Right. He never did anything. He just looked – he had flashes of potential, which right. is fine. Flashes of potential have gotten guys paid millions around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's usually how it kind of works with quarterbacks in the NFL. It's more so your pedigree says a lot, but it usually doesn't equate well to NFL success. Like there's a reason that some starting quarterbacks that won a national championship didn't produce well. I mean, Are there more guys that were great in college and bad in the pros or bad in college and great in the pros? I wonder. I am curious about that, too. Here. Well, here's I'm going to make a little list. Well, here's list. the thing, too. Bad in college is really tough because are we going from team record or are we going from just their stats? So we're going to make a little listy list. Okay. Deshaun Watson. Great in college. Great in the pros so far. All right. So we're going to make great in um, – whatever. I hate Max because I really wish there was a uh, – we're just going to go down. I really wish there was a better Excel because pages sucks. Yeah, yeah. So great in college, great in pros. Great in both. Great in both. Shit in both. Shit in both. Oh, God. All right. So great in both. Deshaun Watson. Yep. Now you go. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Great in both. Yeah, great in both. Um, Tom Brady. Great in the pros. Yeah, great in pros. He was he was okay. At, he was okay at Michigan, he but... Wasn't. You don't get a six-round draft pick from being, you know what I mean? I'm pretty like, sure he was a backup in Michigan. He was. Yeah. And he fought with a bunch of guys, and there was a rookie incoming when he was a senior. Big story, but for me, just great in pros. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott. I think he was better in college. That's fair. Because at Mississippi State, he took them to a, I think it was 10-0 and record, number one in the he, country they, at a point with a Heisman run. But they, were that number, was just, they were number one at one point, yeah. That's but the next year... They weren't good. That's fair. You could blame him. Would par- you say he's great in the pros? I'd say he's average as of now. Who right. I think he's good, but can work his way. We made, it, I we love made how a we're category doing, called average in both. I love how we're doing so many subcategories. This is great. Dak Prescott <laughs> is average in both. Okay. Um, Kirk Cousins. Oh, wow. Uh, Michigan he was, State. He was good at Michigan State. Um, very good in the pros. I will say... He's not great at both, but he's... Yeah, we'll do average in both. We That's, need more categories. Yeah, we need, we're we doing need a so good many, in both and an average in we're both. We're doing whatever. so many subs, it's great. Now, let's do... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could do great in college right now. Jameis Winston. Yep. Uh, then, of course, Marcus Mariota. You skipped me. Sorry. 
You see what we're doing here. Yeah, I, I apologize. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> I jumped the gun. Like, yeah, man, it's a little crazy. I'm getting excited about this one. I have to, like, I'm think. I'm going to go with Philip Rivers. As what? Great in the pros. Okay. I mean, he was okay at NC State, but... Yeah, I don't really remember him. I think he... I think NC State went, like, 10 and 2. Yeah, they were good, obviously, because it was him, E, and then B. Won't name him, because I'm not cutting you off here. Right. All right, Marcus Mariota, where are you going? Oh, Green College. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think the issue with Mariota... college overrides his pro. Yeah, I think the issue with Mariota is that he never figured out... He, they never got an offense to work with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a prototypical... He's not a prototypical NFL quarterback. I think if Mariota was coming out now, I think NFL offenses would be better suited to him because they've found a way to kind of use the dual threat model. Yeah. I think he can't... If he was like a year... A couple of years later, it would have worked out very fine. I'm going to try to... Excuse me for the world second. I'm trying to text this to people that will watch mm-hmm. because I want to see how the how, how it works. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is like our pilot. I like it. Oh, and speaking is a shameless plug for pilot season on Thursday. I like this. Good. No, oh, just doing it now. I mean, talk about it. All right, we're not so, doing it now. Sorry. <laughs> so this Thursday uh, on uh, Two Beers Deep, uh, which is typically our live show, uh, we're going to be doing a two-hour special live from the studio, and we're going to be doing something kind of different. We're going to have a number of different ventures come on for twenty-minute segments to Hopefully. essentially push their Hopefully. idea for a live podcast or a live video programming and. We are essentially going to try to figure out what works well for what we can do with Thoughts from the Bench. We should, in theory, have Elsass, Dre, Moorhead, Marty, Brooksy, guaranteed. Oh, and Dennis. Dennis Mm -hmm. will be here. Fish cannot attend. Vo has a Pens game that night. Ah. And Marty has work. Or not Marty. uh, Mac has work, and we'll try to get off. Mm -hmm. So we will see how that goes. So we have a number of different variables that can come up from this, but it can lead to some really cool ideas for Thoughts from the Bench moving forward. Doubt it. (laughs) <laughs> Eli Manning. Uh, I don't remember him being well. No, he was a Heisman contender at Ole Miss. Yeah. So I say great, great at both. I mean, two Super Bowls, both on your. I mean, I it's, think his, it's gets, his defense, though, man. I know two mm. Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP. He gets to be great. Okay. Um, if Lamar Jackson gets to be put in the great category right now, I think Eli deserves to be at least near the great category. All right. Uh, I love Lamar, but Patty Mahomes. Both. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, I'd say pros only. Yeah, because I mean, I, he kind of. I fit. loved him at A and M, but he wasn't. They weren't. No, no, Texas Tech or Tech, but yeah. they weren't like world changers. He yeah, was just cool. That's fair. Um, let's go with Matt Ryan. Uh, great in pros. I agree. I think he was he was okay in college, but like, I mean. He didn't like light the world on fire at Boston College. He was good. He, he was, was good enough to be a number one pick, but like, yeah, that that's true. He wasn't great. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be like considered one of the greatest of all. Okay, so we have two more viewers. I am assuming they are going to be some variation of my parents and or Elsass and Mac. We are doing the live Monday on YouTube because that way I don't have to upload the video to YouTube. If you could comment something so I know you're here, because I don't know your connection is unstable. Huh. This is why, like, Josh wants to do all this OBS studio stuff here with our show. Yeah. It's never going to work. Right. Our internet is the worst thing that's ever happened ever on planet Earth ever. It is trash. Complete I mean, trash. I Horizon mean, is trash. Yeah. Wow. I, I was going to say, I thought Xfinity was horrible, too. But. I've never had this. Like, I have Xfinity the entire... Okay, so now we have two. Comment, say your name or something, because I cannot see anything, and I don't know how to change my interface. So, hello. People. How are you? Uh, participants. Ooh. And it's just us. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, you're up. Um, Matt Stafford. Hmm. Say average in both. Yeah, that's fair. Georgia, he didn't really, I don't think he accomplished a lot of Georgia. He was more, um, he was good. He was good, but I mean, like, I don't think Georgia, like, did them well with Definitely didn't. He's not great in the pros. Mm -hmm. I love him. He's 4,000 guaranteed yards almost, but. Yeah. He's not. I mean, how much of that was because of Calvin Johnson, though? He still threw it. That, I mean, that's true. If he was healthy, he'd still get near that's it. That's true. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Great in the pros. Yeah, he was He was good at a cow, but he didn't like light the world on fire. All right, so my mom is here. Okay. 
Oh, she needs a YouTube login to comment. Ah, okay. Maybe that's it. So you're able to watch it, but you need like the actual you need the actual account to be able to comment on this. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, so I took Aaron Rodgers great in pros. Okay. Um, I'm thinking Baker Mayfield great in college. All right, that's that was fine. exactly where I was gonna go next. <laughs> there is nothing. I mean, there's no great in both. He was, I mean, I think he was great in college. Yeah. Oh, he won a Heisman. Like, yeah, absolutely. I can't argue that. Hmm. Okay, she's saying sound is shaky, but she can watch. Okay. All right, well, we'll figure it out. Um, I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Average in both. Extremely average in both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember seeing everything about him at Fresno State when he was coming out, and, like, the potential was there. But, yeah, I, I would say average above. Um, I know I got to think about this. Um, oh, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Since there's no – he wasn't great in the pros, and there's no average in pros, he's shit in both. <laughs> I mean, that Super Bowl run he had was iconic, but it's not enough to put him in the great category, and he wasn't great in college. He robbed a lot of money from the Baltimore Ravens because of that Super Bowl run. Yep, a lot of money. Um, I will go. Are we just doing starters? I know Flacco is obviously no, no. We can, we can, we can, we can do. But make starters. it respectable if you're doing backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. We can do that. Um, I will transition. I will pick. Let's do. Um, why can't I think of it? I'm going to do Nick Foles. Oh, God. Um, shit in both. Yeah, I mean, if you're putting Joe Flacco in shit in both, then, yeah, Nick Foles technically qualifies as that, too. Where did he, he was... play his college ball? Um, Arizona, I think. Yeah, Arizona, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Arizona. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Wait, what's that? Okay, so maybe he started at Michigan State and then transferred. Transferred. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right. Um. All right, one more each. Okay. Um. I gotta think about that one. Um. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> See, it's funny because I wouldn't say he's great in college, and I wouldn't say he's great in the pros, but his longevity makes me at least say like average in the pros but because he wasn't great in college he has to go and shit in both went to harvard man <laughs> okay i i feel Doesn't like i mean he's a good football player yeah okay that's fair like where would you put him i'd say average in both okay yeah i think i mean longevity kind of really adds to it and i don't know i mean i ivy league schools are really kind of tough to grade i feel like when it comes I to mean, potential so yeah i'll say average all right last one I'm trying to think of a tough one. Let's go. Jared Goff. Oh God. Um He was horrible in college. He was uh, not horrible. He was horrible in he college. He was not horrible. He was oh, average at best. God. Okay. If you're horrible in college, you do not go number one overall. That's true. Okay, so he was average in college. Yeah. Average in both. Average in both. I, I, I hate Jared Goff. I, I hate him. I think he's so overrated. I can tell. The only downside is now, I have no idea how long we've been going, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to assume that when that hits 30, we're done. All right. Sounds good. I feel like that's safe. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Greg? Uh, how about the first big news of the Major League Baseball winter meetings broke today? Strasburg. Steven Strasburg. Seven Stays years. with the Nats. Seven years. 245 Mill, Big baseball brand. Making $35 million annual average, which is now the highest paid annual average for a pitcher. But sad thing is that's probably going to get broken either tomorrow or Wednesday. By when, Gary Cole? Yes. Where's he going? Uh, so the first rumor that I saw was that the Yankees offered him seven years, $275 million. Oh, my God. But, I mean, if Strasburg is right now the litmus, I think Cole could probably get to three hundred. I really do. Because... Cole is two years younger and arguably has had better stats the last few yeah, years. Yeah, he's been the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, like so there's a very good chance he could get 300. I think... I'd, Do the Yankees win the World Series then? 
I don't think he's going to go to the Yankees. I think the Yankees will probably. Oh, you up. think they're not going to go above? No, no. I I think two seventy five is a good number, but I don't think he'll go to the Yankees. I think he truly wants to be on the West Coast. He'll be an Angel or a Dodger. That's fair. That's where he's from. Right. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is that Garrett Cole was drafted by the Yankees when he was a high schooler, and he spurned them to go to college. And then I think he only played at UCLA for two seasons, and then we took him. So I think I thought Vo sent me him heat pressing a shirt, but I'm pretty sure it's now a panini maker. <laughs> Dude, don't don't joke on panini makers. Those things are amazing. I know. I have to run to Johnny Eagle. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll, um, take, I'll take you. Yes. Um. So that was the only news that broke stuff. When are the are the winter meetings happening right now? Yes. Uh, winter meetings right now in San Diego. They Dick Bave didn't go. What was that? Dick Bave didn't go. No, Dick Bave did not go. I I asked him. He said he was, he wasn't going to go. But uh, they run from today until Thursday. Uh, this is essentially this is my favorite week of all of uh, in all of Major League Baseball, just because this is where all the news happens. This is where all the trades go down. Where all the sightings like happen. Series. I know, but this is, involves every single team. It's like why the it's like why how the NFL drafts my favorite thing for the NFL because every single team's involved. There's so except many variables that can go with it. Yeah, except the Steelers. But I'll take Minko over anyone in this draft hands. Absolutely, now. yes. But, Minko over Chase Young. <laughs> but I'm very, very excited to see what happens. Uh, there's still a good number of free agents on the market. Uh, Garrett Cole, obviously, Anthony Rendon, um, uh, some other good players. There's a lot of trade rumors going around there, like Francisco Lindor could get traded, Chris Bryan could get traded. I, there's so many yeah, things I, they could I talk saw about. a lot about Chris Bryan. I would be very upset if he got traded. I like him a lot. I do too, but I think the mandate came down from the Cubs is that they got to cut payroll because they have a lot of guys they got to re-sign. So mandate. we shall see how that goes. Always makes you think of two guys on date. <laughs> you know what that's from? What was the quote again? Mandate. Always makes me think of two guys on a date. Ooh. I do not know that, no. It is from The Office. Ah, uh, okay. I forgot about that. I'm not as I'm not as good with my office nice. quotes as some other quotes, so I will say that. I hit caps lock and something popped up here. Ooh, that's weird. People can hear that. That's really weird. Oh well, get yeah. out of that. Uh, yeah. So baseball stuff. Are the Pirates going to do anything? No. Uh, probably not. The only thing that they have to do is they need to get a catcher in the worst possible way, and odds are they're probably going to take offers for Starling Marte and see what they get. I would. I would too. He's their biggest he's a trade. Pos. Has best year last year. He's thirty-one. I mean, he's probably at the. R- Tail end of his prime, so, I mean, if he wants to play for a contender, by all means, get rid of him. Let's just see what kind of offer we can get. He's a bum. (laughs) I would get rid of him. I would, I don't know, Polanco. I I have a bad feeling Polanco's never going to be good. No, that's fine. Um, You can't trade him now because, I mean, his shoulder's probably still goofed up. No, 100%. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just talking about, like, trade pieces that we do have. I mean, we, we can't trade Bell, I don't think. I wouldn't be shocked, mainly because... The issue with Bell is that he probably plays better as an American League first baseman than a National League because I mean he could DH. He's yeah, not a good. He's, he's not a good defensive first baseman at all. So you would trade him, depending on the offer. They give you six dollars and a bag of Fritos. You would uh, trade him? No, I would not. Breaking news: Greg would trade him. <laughs> uh, no, I like it though. So let's get to tonight's game. We have an. <laughs> The worst, arguably one of the worst division matchups I've ever heard of in my life. The only thing that could probably make this game worse is if it was the Redskins. Versus I was, Giants. I was gonna say, yeah, the Redskins would probably make it the worst if that's. So case. We have the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, against the Philadelphia Eagles in a matchup that literally is is gonna make me cry. I, I probably not gonna watch that at all. <sighs> really I don't know not. what I'm gonna do yet. I feel so bad. Like, first off, like Danny Dimes is hurt. So Eli Manning is back. He's getting in, taking his uh, walker. Is that good for any player on the Giants? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I could see Barkley getting more touches because of that, but that's really about it. Yeah, Golden Tate's back. Mm -hmm. Sterling Shepard's there. Um, You clearly have Saquon Barkley, who is one of the best backs in football, who they are ruining Mm -hmm. every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, Defense, Leonard Williams. I think he leaves in this offseason, just to give you a heads up. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, They're not going to offer him big money, and he's going to say, yep, thanks, bye. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty funny that he got traded to the Giants when he was coming from the Jets, so he didn't Didn't have have to move. move, Didn't have to move. It was pretty clutch. But, no, I think Leonard Williams will definitely leave. I think – Leonard Williams is one of those – he's not going to put up the gaudy stats that you want from a defensive tackle, but he's a guy that will definitely do work. Yeah. I, I think he can He can get some good money this offseason. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Uh, so who wins tonight? 
uh, just because the Eagles desperately need to win this game. And uh, this is really I hope terrible. The Eagles make the playoffs over the Cowboys. I, I do too. Like whoever wins the NFC East, first off, is a shame that they get to host a playoff game. I'm sorry. I, I hate that. Pathetic. I hate that rule so much, but I really think the Eagles need to win. They need to wake the hell up. I think there needs to be a clause in that rule. Cause a lot of people were like, well, they should reseed and make them a lot, whatever. I do believe that each division winner should get, you know, their home, like whatever, they should get their home game or whatever you want to call it. But I, I think that if none of them exceed eight wins or something like that, then you should, like there should be some clause in there because the way it is right now is it looks pathetic. Yeah. I mean, it's, pathetic. I don't think it's as bad as when the Rams won the division at seven and nine or no, sorry. The, the Seahawks won their division mm-hmm. at seven, and nine. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad, but no. we're inching towards it. Yeah. Yeah. But at least like the Seahawks, like, yeah, they were seven and nine, but you're like, uh, like they are at least okay. Like the Dallas Cowboys, I hope they fail miserably just because they have too much talent to do so and they need to get rid of Garrett. Right. The Eagles secondary is Swiss cheese, and I don't know what they're doing at the running back position because Miles Sanders has, has been okay, but Jordan Howard's out, and don't know what they're doing at the wide receiver position because they have no wide receivers past Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. They have two of the best tight ends in football they just refuse to use. Which is weird because Carson Wentz loved going through those tight ends when he was Yeah, rolling. they have a great offensive line. Like, ah, my whole arm just went numb. Ooh, hate that. Ah. ah. Freaking hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. So let's let's kind of finish this up by just touching on the last big story from this weekend: the college football playoff. Oh, good call. It is official. We have our top four. We are going to have LSU versus Oklahoma, and we're going to have Ohio. And the twenty nineteen finalists just came up for the Heisman. Ooh, we'll get to that in one sec. And then Clemson versus Ohio State. Do you think Ohio State got screwed? Uh, yes. They got screwed. <laughs> How? Because, man, Clemson is absolutely hungry. No, no, no. I'm saying got screwed because they're not the one seed. That's what I'm saying. Did Ohio State get screwed because they were the one seed, both them and LSU won, and now LSU is the one seed? That's I'm oh, not, I'm not um, saying that they get screwed because they're playing Clemson. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I say no because I think Georgia was better than Wisconsin. So that kind of evened it out. LSU's wins across the board have just been better. Yeah. Like, across the board. A number eight Penn State is not the same as playing Alabama and Auburn and Georgia. Like, it just isn't. No, no. Like, LSU ran the gauntlet this year. They absolutely deserve to be number one. Ohio State, I could see their argument because, yes, they did put up some really good numbers against some good teams. But but you were very close. I mean, Penn State covered, which you can say what it is, but that's pretty close. And... Wisconsin was beating them pretty yeah, heavily. That's true. Like, never once had LSU looked like they were going to get smacked. Right. That was kind of the thing that I mentioned about whenever Ohio State plays Michigan. It's almost like they mm-hmm. never are trailing, but whenever they do, they almost kind of just immediately just put up numbers they right from the get go. rushed Michigan. I'll give them that one, but still, I don't consider Michigan near that yeah, Georgia team. But it's the same thing that they did with Wisconsin. Yes, they were down, but then, like, when they got back, they just ran away with it. It's like they needed to wake up before they just put the pedal to the metal and decided to blow people out at that point. So what's the final? I say I think LSU is too good to lose to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I, I Jalen Hurts has really had a great year, but I, I'm leaning towards LSU. And then, dude, man, I got to go Clemson. Really? I, I, I got to go Clemson. I think Clemson is so disrespected this year that they're just going to come out guns a-blazing against They took Ohio the State. Alabama easy schedule route. They did. They, just, they did, and that's totally fine because they're at that level now. That That's true. So. They absolutely are. And But I think that no one has talked about them all year, and you always and I think Dabo is going to use that as motivation for his team. Because this, I personally this, believe they get beat because of their easy schedule. You think? They have not faced a tough opponent yet, really. Okay. That has tested them. And I think Ohio State has been down and been up and been down and been up. And Clemson's just really been up this year. Right. So Ohio State's ability to go up and down will come into that game. But I think LSU takes the natty home. Yeah, but you could also argue that because Clemson hasn't had a difficult schedule, that they're not necessarily as, you know, battle-tested. They're fresher a little bit. So maybe that could play into that in the end. Yeah, what what weighs more, the fact that they haven't played competition so they're fresher, or the fact that they haven't played competition so they might not be ready to get punched in the mouth? I mean, Bama, That's going to be the question, Bama, Bama made it work with an easy schedule the last few years, so, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. 
I would say the proof is not in the pudding because Bama is not Clemson and Clemson is not Bama. Ah, okay. That's like, well, I mean, you could use the argument that the Patriots continue to win their division because their division's shit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I've never been excited for a college football game as much as I am for Ohio State LSU, though, because we are guaranteed to see magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I, I mean, this is going to be a great playoff regardless. Yep. So let, let's kind of finish this off with the, the Heisman. 2019 Heisman finalists. LSU see. quarterback Joe Burrow. Okay. No shocker. My personal pick, OSU quarterback Justin Fields. Wow. I okay. love this kid so much. Mm-hmm. Next, OU quarterback Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. That's Three cool. straight years, an Oklahoma quarterback has gone to the New York for the Heisman. That's pretty cool. I don't think he'll win, but wow. Three straight years of a Heisman quarterback is insane. Yeah, Lincoln Riley needs to pat himself on the back for that one. And the last 2019 Heisman finalist is... Is Jonathan Taylor? OSU defensive end, Chase Young. What? Chase Young is a Heisman wow. finalist. Wow! Jonathan Taylor, get out of here. Wow! That's cool. That's Chase really Young cool. Chase Young has a shot. Chase Young missed two games this year and still got voted in. That's awesome. That's Wisconsin really awesome. Wisconsin triple teamed him. Three of their linemen had to stay on Chase Young, meaning that the other guys just held on for dear life. That's amazing. It's Chase- unbelievable. Who's your Heisman? Well, uh, after after making this like gamble a couple weeks ago in this prediction, I'm kicking myself for it, so I'm just going to go safe route. i got to go Burrow. It's Burrow, yeah. It's Burrow will win the Heisman. Um, mainly, the real reason is because... They've had the best year. They're the number one team. Fields is younger, so he has more time to do it. Right. Chase Young had the two-game violation, so he's an easy annex from it. And Jalen Hurts, as great as he's been, numbers just aren't with Burrow. Right. So those things, it's just all going to Big Joe. I don't know if it annexes Chase Young. I think it might actually be more impressive but just from seeing the numbers. Yeah, but you know how hoity-toity they get. They're like, well, he did break the rules, so I don't think we should allow him to have that trophy. Yeah. I mean, that's how the, that's how it, the entire committee it, it is media members, though, so we'll see how they vote on that all right that is two beers deep we're shutting it down it's been to the 30 i gotta go get groceries and do laundry tune in on thursday for our two-hour pilot season yeah so that will be on facebook guys uh facebook thoughts on the bench facebook page we'll be doing a two-hour show i know that there's at least going to be five to six benchers here pitching their ideas helping out worst comes to worst we'll just we'll we'll maybe i don't know we'll figure something out maybe we'll just do that for an hour, and the second hour we play beer pong or something. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we'll make it work. It's what we do. Uh, that's true. It's how it always happens here at Thoughts from the Bench. But all right. We will catch you guys Thursday for uh, Bench of Palooza. Hashtag pilot season. Hey, oh, all right. Watch no, Greg. No, 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 no